turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We certainly disagree with many of the viewpoints held on the left, held by Democrats. Whether those positions are authentic in their intentions or whether they are uh, aimed at causing problems, I don't know. Uh, But I do know that the result of many of the viewpoints on the left I think have much greater depth and texture to them than they realize. I think we sometimes realize it. I'm not even sure we have a clear picture of it. We'll try to discuss that today and have you participate in our discussion on a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. I'm glad to be with you. We go 11 to 1, hand it off to Dennis Prager. Thanks to Mike Gallagher for uh, a great show today between 9 and 11. Hugh Hewitt, who started the morning, will be in town, this town, on Sunday. He's hosting the American Leadership Forum at Genoa in Westerville. I'd encourage all of you to come. I really would. Uh, We have sold over 1,000 tickets to the event. We have room for a few hundred more people. But it's important that you be there Sunday to hear the Senate candidates who want to succeed Rob Portman as a Republican senator for the state of Ohio. I know it's an investment of your time. I understand that. I know Sundays are part of the weekend, and I know probably you have reasons for wanting to be home and kind of get to bed early or chill into your Monday. But what's happening Sunday is consequential to the future of our state and our country. What's going on right now is consequential to the future of our state and our country. I just think that we don't necessarily realize it, and by the time you realize it, it's sometimes too late. I've often wondered, what did the people in Germany, the citizens, who weren't Jewish, weren't under attack by Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, how much regret did they feel? when things got so horribly out of hand and the moment had passed for them to rise up and defend people who were targeted, I would assume they had a great deal of personal regret. A lot of pondering, what if I'd done something? If you're in that room on Sunday night, you're doing the something. (laughs) And I'm not saying that because... I'm trying to sell you a ticket. I'm saying that because I genuinely believe it. You've got to get engaged in the political process today. There have been years where you could you could sit it out. A lot of years you could. But I think we've reached here with what I see happening over the next over the last few um, weeks and months. I fear that we're allowing something to gain momentum is going to be very hard to stop. This targeting of people based upon their refusal to 
comply with a regulation to get a vaccine. Uh, I don't. I never met this guy, Nick Rolovich. He's the head was the head football coach at Washington State University. I never met the guy. I don't know if I'd like him or not. I tend to think I probably would like him, although football coaches are a little bit of a challenge for me because they're a little bit more alpha than I prefer. I've always thought basketball coaches were generally, and I'm speaking very generally, just much better people. But Nick Rolovich seems like a pretty good guy, and he's out of a job not because he's a bad football coach, not because he broke recruiting rules, not because he cheated, not because he flirted with a secretary, not because he did anything other than Decide that for him, getting a vaccine wasn't something he wanted to do. His teams won three games in a row. They were underdogs in all three. And he got fired last night by a guy I know, uh, Pat Chuns, the athletic director at Washington State. Pat used to work at Ohio State. I never had a political conversation with Pat. I know Pat a little bit. First name basis, friendly basis, always had good conversations with Pat. I've watched him from afar ascend up the administrative ladder in various college jobs. Thought he was a hard-working guy. Uh, Pat Chun uh, is an Asian-American. At least his ancestors are Asian. Pat Chun would, I don't know if he's ever faced discrimination in his job or not, I would hope he'd be at least aware of the possibility that people can make assumptions about you based upon how you look, based upon your last name, based upon what they think about your ethnicity, all of that. And I just find it really sad, both sad and infuriating and dangerous that Pat Chun's a party to this labeling, this marginalizing, this um, targeting of people based upon something that it's none of the employer's business what Nick Rolovich did. Uh, Dan Bongino. A lot of you know Dan Bongino or know of Dan Bongino, I should say. He's a conservative talk show host. He's fiery. He's talented. He's out there. He's on Fox News a lot. He's one of the people who picked up a portion of Rush Limbaugh's audience after Rush Limbaugh died. Dan Bongino's been vaccinated. But this is true courage. Dan Bongino is threatening to part ways with his uh, syndicating company, Cumulus Media, because they require vaccines for their employees, and while Bongino is vaccinated because he has had cancer, he chose to get the vaccine. He doesn't think it's fair that they are targeting lesser, and by lesser I mean people who, you know, aren't as famous as Dan Bongino, don't bring in as much money as Dan Bongino. He says, you're going to require them to get vaccinated, then I'm going to quit because... You shouldn't be doing that to people. That's true courage. Which is what it's going to take, really, uh, is true courage. You don't have to be uh, hateful. You don't have to be violent. I don't want you to be violent. I don't want you to be hateful. But you got to resist this nonsense. Because if you don't, then what's next? This is bad enough. I'm not going to put a vaccine in my body. I'm not going to do it. I don't fear my mortality like some people do. I understand if you do. That's fine. If you do, okay, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I have a different perspective. I have a perspective that I don't fear what's after this life. If you do, I get why you are COVID, you know, sensitive. 
I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. What I don't understand is why you have to try to talk me out of it. Because you perceive me as a danger to you, but you've had a vaccine and I haven't, so you're more protected than me, but you're still afraid of me. It's None of it makes sense. Delusion never does. Totalitarianism, authoritarianism, fascism never makes sense. It's basically rooted in power. It's I know better than you or I fear you, so I'm going to keep you under my thumb. I'm really troubled by this. I'm really troubled by the fact that a guy who I would have considered just a normal guy, a guy I know, maybe it bothers me more because I know him, a normal guy that I dealt with in the course of my job for 10 years, Pat Chun, not only fires Dan Rolovich as or Nick Rolovich as coach at Washington State, but he makes it about how sad it is that Nick Rolovich left him no choice. Really? Really? And and he makes it like, oh, it's all about ang it's uh, I'm angry and it's this so disappointing. Pat, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror, Joe Biden. Look in the mirror, Nancy Pelosi. Look in the mirror. All you vaccine nuts. Don't you see it's bigger than the shot? It's liberty, it's freedom, it's personal autonomy. It's a lot of things that a lot of people have died to preserve. And we just, we made a big mistake when we gave it away in the middle of March in 2020. We just made a big mistake. We didn't know what COVID was. We magnified it into what it, the worst possible thing it could be. And we freaked out and we let that stone start rolling down the hill and it's gathered momentum and it's gained in size. And now I think it's on the verge of being almost out of control. We've talked about this topic a million times. Why this news development has put me in a more morose uh, mood not fearful, but I'm not depressed. I'm just like determined. I'm just determined. Like I'm not I'm not putting up with this. Like I'm not putting up with this. And and you have to have the courage of your convictions to say, I'll take the consequences. Um but it's 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 continuous getting cops in cities. How dumb? Are we gonna look back in five years, ten years, fifty years if this society's still here? We can look back in 50 years and go, what were those people thinking in Chicago where the murder rate was out of control, where they required the cops to get a vaccine and the ones who didn't, they laid them off? Did that seem like a good idea at the time that less cops in a city where there's murders are out of control? How did anybody think that was a good idea? Or or are we just going to spin so totally out of control here? And we're just going to willy-nilly fire people. Your abilities in your job don't matter. This doesn't matter. All matters is if you just take the shot, or what really matters is just do what we tell you. I'm not ready to give that control up to anybody else. Maybe you aren't either. Maybe I'm just uh, ranting. But I'd like to know if this touches you in a new way. Maybe hearing me talk about it in this way uh, passionately from my heart stirs something in you. I'd be curious to know. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You're listening to Tuesday edition, Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 The Answer. There's a common thread, I think, between these punitive measures against people who won't get vaccinated and what preceded it in our culture, this zealotry toward thought, 
toward ideology uh, at the expense of freedom and liberty. It's based in a bunch of stuff. It's based in arrogance. I'm smarter than you. I know what's best for you. If you're too dumb to know what's best for you, then I'm just going to have to do what's best for you, whether you want me to do it or not. It's based in that kind of arrogance. Uh, On the thought front, it's also based in the arrogance that, well, you're just too stupid to understand that uh, taking things away from one group and giving it to another is, is only fair. You just don't understand fairness. So there's a lot of different ways that this is uh, defended. And I think a lot of people are deluded uh, by it. Um, Persuasion is no longer a thing. Winning on ideas is no longer a thing. It's winning by coercion. Who has the most power? And we have a long established system in the United States of America, for making laws, right? We have a bill that comes up in the House, and it gets voted on, and then it goes to the Senate, and it gets approved or rejected, and it goes back to the House if it gets rejected. It goes to the president. The president approves it, or he doesn't approve it. And if he doesn't approve it, it can be overridden if there are enough votes and enough people think he's wrong. When's the last time we did any of that? When's the last time anything of consequence was done without a political crowbar. And we'll find a workaround, okay? We'll just get rid of that standard by which we have to have 60 votes. No, we'll just do it by simple majority. And it's a really great idea when Harry Reid does it and the Democrats get their way, and then it's a really, really bad idea when Mitch McConnell says, well, you know, thanks, appreciate it, we'll just... Confirm three Donald Trump Supreme Court justices because we can. Because we can is never a really great or certainly not the greatest justification for doing something. But this has seeped in to our culture on many levels. And it's begun and it's flourished and it's multiplied and I'd say metastasized. Because we've allowed a very committed, I will definitely acknowledge the commitment on the part of the deranged zealots out there to shout down the majority. Because I think those of us who have been in the majority for a long time have sat back and watched this kind of stuff from afar and thought, well, that's crazy. That'll never catch on. Nobody, most people will never go along with that, right? The first time that you heard, hey, I remember distinctly the first time I heard, hey, there's a biological boy wrestling in Texas in girls wrestling, and he's winning the state. And I thought, that'll never fly in Ohio, Well, I wouldn't be too sure about that. We have a lot of people in the state of Ohio now, all of them with a D beside their name in the General Assembly, who think that's perfectly normal. If you want to compete as a girl, it doesn't matter if you really are a girl. In the majority, we just sat back. A lot of times we sat back. Go go all the way back. Go Go back farther than transgenderism. Go back to gay marriage. 
gay marriage, I don't ever go, right? Well, they'll certainly never acknowledge that in terms of giving them health benefits. No way. And now it's just stuff like that's been around so long where we just go, I don't really approve of that, but uh, I certainly can't say anything now. No, there are a lot of things you can't say now. You'll get canceled. I can say them because I'm fortunately on a station that looks at life through a biblical prism. But I guarantee you I can't work anywhere else ever again because of the things I've said on the air here. I don't care. I made that decision to do that because I feel like we've gotten to a point where it's like the number of people who can say something, the number of people who can hopefully awaken what I still believe. I do still believe it's a majority of people who do not agree with indoctrinating our kids in CRT, showing stuff that I couldn't send over the Internet to a friend of mine without risking arrest for sending pornographic material. But a teacher can get it from some kind of social initiative, label it social-emotional learning or comprehensive sex education, and show it to middle schoolers. And they're not in danger of violating child pornography laws because they have a workaround in the law, thanks to the teachers' unions. All these things, I'll say something very controversial, are wrong. They are. They're wrong. They're wrong because they're evil. Evil is wrong. That's a blanket, flat-out statement. Yes, I know. Some of you disagree. Oh, that's in, that's what, what Bruce just said. That's intolerant. Well, um, I, I, you know, I won't even argue against that. It kind of is intolerant. But that's a thing that, as a Christian, you understand is how it is. Some things are good, some things are not good, some things are bad, some things are evil, some things are not allowed, and you have to be willing to accept that you're not the arbiter of that. That's the chief difference, the chief difference between the left and the right, is that on the right we believe that some things are wrong and they're always wrong and that there's truth and truth is immovable. But on the right, they, on the left rather, they just believe that what do I feel about that? Am I comfortable saying that's wrong? No, because, you know, who am I to define right and wrong? See, that's the great thing about believing in something eternal like the Word of God is that you don't get to define right and wrong. It's already been done for you, and you accept it. 